Hi, everyone. Thank you for the lovely intro, Sarah. My name is Patty Chan, and I am here to talk about the tools that we all use for our distributed teams. Oh, oh no. Okay. Um, so a little bit background. Uh, I run projects for a company called Intridia, and we build custom products for uh, startups to Fortune 50, and we are 100% distributed. So we're about 40 people scattered across 20 cities, six different time zones, and we work from uh, co-working spaces and coffee houses and souped up home offices. We're in every time zone here in the US, China, and really anywhere that people happen to be traveling. Uh, many of my team is in Amsterdam at the moment. And as a team that builds software, we use a lot of tools, not only for communication, email and chat, but also collaboration, bug tracking, wikis to house our documentation. And like I said, we use a lot of different tools. So let's talk about our relationship with those tools, shall we? Specifically, I want to talk about three things today. One is, why do we use the tools that we do? And number two is, what happens when those existing tools just aren't quite cutting it? And finally, three, what are the things that we can do to solve this problem for ourselves? This is our relationship with our tools. We use a lot. And if I were to ask you to put together a slide with all the tools that you're using, my guess is it wouldn't be too dissimilar from this in the terms of the number of tools you use and the variety of tools that you use. Now, I am making a couple assumptions about who you are. Like us, you probably have some engineers on your team, some designers, but you probably also have operations and HR and a sales team and what about leadership who has to talk about strategy and core values for your company yet still distributed 3,000 miles apart? What do you do then? With so many needs that we're asking of our tools and so many tools out there at our disposal, how on earth do we choose which ones to use? Well, I got to thinking about all the things that we ask of our tools, and there's a lot of things. We ask it to screen share between two individuals. We might need it uh, to help us debate a solution to a problem. Many times we're corralling a lot of information, whether it's fun stuff like culture, we need a home for all those cat videos, or we also have boring stuff like that paperwork that you filled out when you first started at your company. But when you really look at these things that we're asking our tools to do, you can really categorize them into two buckets, two needs that we need from our tools. One is to disseminate a lot of information in a way that's easy to digest. And two is to facilitate our ability to talk to each other in real time. And so when you're evaluating a new tool to adopt, or if you're deciding to drop a tool that you maybe no longer want to pay for, use this as a measuring stick. Ask yourself, does it do one of these two things very well? For example, when you have lots of information that you need to be sharing with each other, formatting is really important. Can you bold? Can you italicize? Uh, can you format the sentences and words using readable bullets? Can you search all the information that's come before? And when you just need to talk, it needs to be stable, right? It needs to be no friction. If I want to have a conversation with my coworker in New York, I don't want to have to rummage around 
in my laptop, find the application I want and wait for it to fire up, it should be an application that I'm comfortable leaving open so that it's omnipresent. I can tab to it, click on the name of the person I want to talk to, and bam, there's a conversation happening. The good news is that these problems that I'm talking about, the ability to talk to another individual across this big old internet, these are problems that software developers have been solving since the dawn of the internet. So the good news is that trusting third-party provider services, other folks, to build these tools for us is actually a pretty safe bet. So remember, if you're choosing tools, ask yourself, does it do one of these things really well? Either disseminate a lot of information or on the other end of the spectrum, enable you to talk in real time with other people. Now, what do I mean only use two tools? On that slide that I showed you just a couple minutes ago, there are like 20 tools on that slide. How can we really get away with just two tools? Now, if you look at the landscape of tools out there right now, this pattern is already emerging. Whether you like the players or not, there are companies like Google that are bringing together video and chat and file storage and email in one seamless experience. We've also got Atlassian that's got video and chat and bug tracking and wiki all under one roof. In this tool utopia, as I call it, my hypothesis is that eventually one day, all distributed teams will only need two tools. One that corrals all that data and information that makes your company productive, and another one that also generates data and information but it's really about fostering those relationships, enabling those real-time conversations that are truly the foundation of a long-lasting company. So when do you need to build? Well, we're not at that tool utopia yet, so it follows that we still need to build these kind of mega tools to bring together all these disparate tools that we're using. And that's exactly what we did at Intridia. We built a company dashboard that brought together our HipChat, our Confluence, and also this other tool that we would use to track our current projects that are happening at any given time. Now, it didn't start that way. Uh, remember, if this ultimate goal is to reach this tool utopia, before you go off coding your own product, do you ask yourself, have you exhausted the landscape of tools that are available to you? or out of the tools that you're already using, have you really hacked them or creatively used them to the most of their potential? When we first started forecasting our projects that we use currently and um, all the projects that are coming down the pipeline, we started with a Google spreadsheet, and we still do. It wasn't until we grew to a certain size where I could no longer easily interpret that big old spreadsheet in my head that I started thinking about building my own tool. And it really wasn't cemented until I started wanting to overlay the actual hours from Harvest, our time tracking tool, on top of that Google spreadsheet um, and project forecasts. And that's when we started building our own tool. And even then, it didn't become this dashboard that I shared with my distributed team until other people started asking me about it, until other people started asking to see that information. And so it was at that time 
where we found out, hey, we're this amazing distributed team and we perfected this formula of how to build software really well, but we knew that we were doing these amazing things, but we didn't always know what other people were doing at that time. And so we built this beautiful visualization on top of that Google spreadsheet, on top of that harvest time tracking, to show you what people were working on at any given time. You can filter by the department, and you can even filter by individual team members. Um, in addition to this, we use this opportunity to revamp our employee guidebook so that it's no longer this static three-pager, it's now this living, breathing, question and answer repository that is directly driven from the conversations that we have in HipChat. The good news is that we are open sourcing this so that you can use it too. Uh, it's available at our Intridia GitHub and it's called Houston. Why are we open sourcing it? That answers the last question that I wanted to talk about in today's talk. What can you do when maybe you don't have a lot of coding resources? What can you do to solve this problem of when tools aren't cutting it or if you've got tool chaos? Look to open source. For example, Houston only takes a few minutes to set up and you only input your application settings and you're up and running. That said, we certainly do hope that you're gonna get your designers and your developers on board because if you don't see your favorite tool represented in Houston, we sure hope that you're gonna add it. So until we reach this tool utopia, we're gonna keep on using our Houston dashboard to not only keep our tools in sync, but our team in sync as well. Thank you so much.